It's me. It's me. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose live here getting ready for NCAA week 11. The Maction boys are getting ready to call in. We're going to have them live here tonight to go over all the stuff from last week and brand new games this week. It is going to be a phenomenal week 11 of NCAA. It was absolutely and totally crazy this past week. It was up and down the river, and now we have an opportunity to build some steam headed here into Week 11. We got them both on the line. Let's start with the first one that you really know and love. Big Cat, welcome back to your Maction podcast. Maction Week 2, everybody's playing. So excited. And bringing back the one that you, ah, ah, with date as a side chick, Mr. Zan. Welcome back to your other half of the Tinder Maction podcast. I take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. Maction week two, we learned a lot last week. Do you know what we learned? That we know nothing. That's outstanding. That's actually not entirely true. Three, two, and one last week, boys. That should have been that should have been four, one, and one. To be honest with you, let let's let's call it fair. Yeah, that Bowling Green push was uh was a thing of absolute sorrow and and uh and we're gonna do better this week it's good to know that it's good to know now here's the real question here absolute and total insanity i know that there's no maction team that's going to be able to make the actual college playoff but guys Big Cat, take two or three minutes here and talk about the crazy NCAA Week 10. Georgia exposing Tennessee as frauds. Alabama losing his second game. Brian Kelly down there. You know, the other, the, the, the old mud dogs down there in Louisiana. What's going on in, in, in the NCAA football world right now, Big Cat? I mean, <laughs> to see Alabama lose always makes me happy. But, man, I've been critical of Brian Kelly, but he – he showed that he had a pair of stones going for it on one uh, for two simple tight end motion play that Bama did not pick up. And it was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, Zans, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I was very interested in the Georgia Tennessee game. I've, I've bet against Tennessee most of the year because, you know, if you've been alive for the past 20, that was just always kind of a good bet. They, you know, the vols are going to vol eventually and they've cost me a lot of money Bucking that trend. And the one week I don't bet them, Goose, what do they do? They lay the egg they needed to lay. So uh, good to see that, that all is right with the world and that Tennessee is not the juggernaut they looked like. Speaking of an egg, my cat Vlad just walked in and he is ready to go. He needs some winners. We're tailing some of Grom's picks tonight. I'm on that over for Lehigh Syracuse. He said about the under for Penn State and Winthrop. That didn't fall. So I'm hoping Grom's at least 50% tonight. But getting into 50% tomorrow night, Eastern Michigan is 5-4. and four. Throw in Akron 1-7. The line is sitting at Eastern Michigan minus 7.5. And the total sits at 56 and a half. Gentlemen, any thoughts about this EMU Akron game? I, I, I'll get things going here. Um, I, we have a lot of thoughts. Um, on the paper, you're, you're, you're salivating over EMU. Um, they played pretty well this year, five and four on the season. Really had Toledo on the ropes. Um, a few weeks ago, they're 24 17 in the fourth before they coughed it up. Uh, Taylor Powell and Samson Evans, those are two names to watch. But the name to watch is probably the name of this year at MAC, 
act wide receiver, Shocky Jacques Louis, aka Shock Jacques. He, um, weird stuff happens in, in Akron, Ohio in the middle of the week in November. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think he has a massive game. Um, and, and I, I think we're seeing that, you know, Akron is, is pull away with the, with the upset or at least to cover the spread nonetheless. Zans. Yeah, that's the pick that we like for this week. I mean, you look at the Zips with the losing streak and their metrics. The one thing they can do really well is actually throw the ball. Um, DJ Irons, the quarterback, has a ton of yards, completes 70% of his passes. Uh, not that many ones, though. I feel like they've had a lot of stall drives. And without looking, I know their kicker's probably terrible. But if you remember Maction last year, I think Big Cat and I were going against the Zips pretty regularly because they looked terrible. And what did they do every week? They backdoor covered. And, you know, as the residential side chick here, I love a good backdoor. <laughs> I really think plus seven is just going to absolutely come in late. I, we don't like the money line. They should lose. But DJ Irons throws a ton of passes, like 60, 60 attempts a game, most of these game scripts. And EMU's middle of the pack uh, against the pass. So you got a home game for the Zips. You know, that touchdown line, uh, we're calling a cover here. They lose by three. You know, maybe four. Continue on Tuesday night, Ohio, Miami of Ohio. Ohio is now minus one and a half, over unders 50 and a half. Easiest money of the week last week, gentlemen, was that Ohio Buffalo over. Great call. Anything leaning in this game? Yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be tight. I mean, you got Brett Gabbert, um, throwing the rock. Um, KL Mosey is one of the names, um, for uh for Miami and who can forget last year's uh hero Mac Hippenhammer. Um he he you know he's got thirty three for four four B four this year. Um yeah they've got a pretty pretty decent defense but man Curtis Rourke we told you Curtis with a K flung the rock they really made Buffalo Buffalo look pedestrian. I think you know this game looks a little fishy but Ohio's offense is far better. Um I think you know we're we're the leans on, on the Bobcats. Zans. Yeah, I mean, if we can peacock anything from last week, it's that it's that, that money line we took, you know, as the dogs against a, a seemingly unstoppable Buffalo team that had reeled off a bunch in a row and even had quality losses. Uh, and, and we trusted in Curtis with a K. I mean, he can throw it the rock. He's top 12 in the country and a lot of the QB metrics rating touchdown interception ratio, completion percentage. So he's really found something. And then he moves it with his legs too. So, you know, they're the better team here. They're on the road, you know. Anytime you're on the road in the action, things can go wrong. But Miami of Ohio is, is as vanilla and as middling as you can get. And we think that the Boobcats have a little momentum knocking off the top dogs of Buffalo. You know, the line's not that crazy because they are on the road. So, you know, they're favored by a point and a half. We'll take those points, and uh, and we'd like them to cover. Uh, this is crazy here. Going, uh, I, I looked on my screen here. I see three games over under 50.5 in Maction. These seem like super low totals. I'm going to give you one more here for this Ball State-Toledo game, and then I want to hear maybe some total picks on these three for Tuesday night. Ball State's getting 11.5 on the road at Toledo. Over-under's 50.5. Uh, Toledo is bowl eligible. Ball State is on the cusp of it. I mean, jokes are galore here, Zans. This seems like it's right up your alley, but I'm going to pass it off to the big cat first. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to grease the wheels and uh, and let the finisher come in. Um, 
you know, John Paddock, boy, seeing Kent State get off to that big opening start last week against Ball State, as we predicted, they ended up getting shattered by Paddock and company. Um, they, they ended up really battling back to win that game down 13 early. Um, you got Carson Steele on the ground, and we talked about Johannes and Jay Sean Jackson are, are probably going to come to play. Um, I think you're probably looking at this and saying, hey, Toledo's so good. Um, that obviously, they always have a place to the top. Um, of the Mac, but, you know, when you really look at it, um, you know, they haven't covered in five and nine games. Their, their defense really can't, can't get off the field too much. And I think this Ball State offense is, is probably starting to peak at the right time to actually take advantage of it. Zans? Yeah, I mean, 11 and a half is just too much in the Mac. Um, too many funny things go wrong. And, and if you want me to throw you the bone you were looking for, Goose, you know, we got Red Rockets and balls on the field here, so I'm certainly going to go from six to midnight real quick, um, looking at all of those tasty morsels. But we're, we like Ball State here. I mean, 11 and a half is too much. Like I said, Toledo's ha- stacked up the wins, but they haven't been pretty. They're kind of shootouts. The defense is certainly not good. And yes, they score a ton of points, but they never put somebody away. And, you know, Ball State is the perfect kind of dingleberry team. That, you know, with the hook at 11, some sort of late game madness. And I'm not really sure what's gonna, what's gonna happen there. So this was the one we were most on the fence about, you know, taking the 11 and a half points and going ball state. But somebody that I think could break the tie between Big Cat and I, who may have actually joined here is, is Mr. Fermi from the other side of the state. Do you want to give us some intel there, Fermi? Yeah. Um, I think some points are going to be scored and I love it. Riveting. <laughs> Guys, why are you going to throw shade for me when he's not here like that? <laughs> a couple names to know that we didn't um, really call out for, for Toledo. These are good ones. Jerwan Newton um, and Demir Bukemsi. Um, they've gone for 895 yards. Um, and then, you know, you got Jacquez Stewart on the ground. So there's a couple names to familiarize yourself with. So Toledo was minus 16 and a half to open this, and this is now down to 11 and a half. It went through a key number at 14 and another one at 13. I mean, this is clearly leaning Ball State's way according to where the money's going. Yeah, it's always good to see what the Sharps are doing. And, and I'll add that any good Fermi impression should inc- include some commentary about pace of play and amount of plays run because that's really <laughs> where he excels in those stats. The good news is is that – Anyone who listens to this and actually can follow our own trends and actually can acknowledge that, that's really important to us. So I'm glad that we're doing it internally, and hopefully it just goes externally to all 17 of our listeners, which I appreciate every single one of you. Uh, Northern Illinois, Western Michigan Michigan on Wednesday night. Western Michigan is now minus one and a half, over-unders 50 and a half. And then you also have Buffalo, Central Michigan. Buffalo is minus one and a half on the road here, over-under 54 and a half. Gentlemen, uh, of these two games, I'd have to believe that you're more interested in the Buffalo Central Michigan. Am I right? I mean, show of hands, who's interested in this game? It's going to be hard to hard to see four to five. Um, you know, the only the only the good thing about this this is a Twitter uh, Twitter watch pregame. You're really looking to see if Rocky Lombardi is going to throw or going to play, actually, not just throw for uh, for NIU. Um, he was a he was a scratch last week. That kind of killed our pick. Um, the McElwainians really really rallied um, and took down NIU last week. Um, 
this week. I mean, you, you look at this and the, the over-unders is pretty low. Probably definitely going to hit that in that 50-52 range. But, I mean, if Rocky's not playing, I'd take the, the under on this all day. Um, but even even if he, if he doesn't play, I mean, how can you like WMU at all? I mean, the over-under on this was 60.5. It's dropped 10 points down to 50.5. Western Michigan is the favorite. Zans, how are they favorite when they literally cannot score? I, did you see them score a touchdown last week? Oh, no, you didn't because they didn't. Nine points. That's three field goals. And I'm sure they were three of seven on those field goal attempts. It makes no sense to me. This, I mean, this line and the over-under screams that some trainers just leak into their bookie that Rocky's out again. That's the only explanation here. You know, we like that in you pick last week. And then we got the rug swept out from underneath us. It's kind of like when you take a girl home from the bar and you're really excited and then you find out she's got like a pistol in her panties. That's what happened when Rocky didn't play to us. Just absolute crying game situation. And, and, and we apologize to the listeners for not doing better research on, on injuries, to be quite honest. But, you know, the pick here, if Rocky plays, it's a no brainer. And if you could catch the line at the right spot, it's NIL, you know, money line because western machine is very bad if you for some reason is out i don't care where the over under drops take the under because it's going to be an absolute pillow fight and i don't mean like that kind they have in the sorority we all daydream about like an actual bad one uh lots to unpack there i'm gonna pass on the pistol and go right to the pillow fight uh in buffalo minus one and a half and central michigan plus one and a half the over under is 54 and a half here i mean buffalo has shown that they do have some spurts on their offense but your your favorite coach at central michigan is not really pulling his weight around or is he guys big cat what do you think um up on the shark i'll tell you that um the the buffalo buffalo bulls really came in hit a buzzsaw of an offense last week i you know, I, I think as as we were preparing for this, I think uh, Zance and I really would agree. Buffalo gets us back on track. Um, I think you know Cole Snyder obviously is gonna gonna play play well. He's been playing pretty well all year. Um, the run game's really gonna I think gonna deliver. And and look, I know Lou Nichols had a good game last year or last week, but I just don't think that they've been able to put put it all together. They played a you know they played uh, NIU without Rocky, so. You know, now's not the time, I think, to, to hop on, hop on CU. Uh, Zans. Yeah. Um, you know, CMU got the win against the backup quarterback. Jimmy Max doing kind of a two QB rotation. Now he's got Richardson, you know, to throw it around. And then this backup kid, Jace Bauer comes in to do the scramble drills and, and actually had a great game running, uh, last week. So maybe he's got some magic there with kind of the, the two QB rotation. You know, they put up a lot of points in that game, but uh, it was mostly on the ground, which is not what CMU does. I mean, that's air raid light uh, up there in the Midwest. So maybe they've adjusted sort of how they think they can win, you know, and they were terrible before the last game. So could have turned over a new leaf. You know, Buffalo is good. They ran into Curtis Rourke. They don't know how to play from behind. They haven't had to play from behind almost whatsoever. So they got down, and I don't think that ground game is great for coming back what they do is extend leads typically and i think that's what we see them doing here getting up a little bit um you know should be a lot of points here cmu is always going to get there something and and buffalo is going to put up 30 in their sleep so 
You know, this could be something where, you know, that first commercial of the fourth quarter, we cash those over tickets um, and then sit back and enjoy the rest of the night or pass out if you're Dr. Goose. Either way is good with me. And uh, so we're looking at Buffalo. The line's all over the place. I got plus one on a sports book app right now. Big Cat's seen minus two Buffalo. I tell you, if you could find even or get Buffalo on a plus one, hammer them. Absolutely hammer them. If it's the other way around, just do the money line or or the over. Looks like a pretty good play as well. Finally, Kent State, three and six, uh, minus one and a half at Bowling Green. A tough place to play there. Um, you know, Bowling Green, five and four. I can't even give you the stat. And, and we didn't talk before this, but I hope one of you know the last time they made a bowl game. I have no idea when it is, but Kent State minus two and a half, over under 55 and a half. Please tell me, Big Cat, you're on Bowling Green. Um, well, I think this game, it's kind of hard to pick either way, so we're on the points. Um, I think, you know, you look last week, I think you, you see, um, you know, Bowling Green giving up, um, you know, giving up nine points and still getting a win, 13 to nine. Um, you know, Bowling Green or uh, Kent State started out really, really, really hot. Um, and, you know, ultimately they, uh, they fizzled out early, but I think this, this game has, you know, um, a lot of opportunity for potentially some turnovers and then, you know, some plays in the offense. I think whether it be on the ground with Kent State or through the air with, um, Bowling Green, I think, you know, this could be one that surprises you a little bit. Zans? Yeah. You know, the line right now is Kent State's a small road favorite. Uh, I think Bowling Green's getting a little less credit because of that performance last week. I mean, you know, 13 points. But if you dig into the game script, I mean, they had three terrible turnovers, a couple deep in the zone where they would have gone in for some semblance of points. So if they clean that up a little bit, you know, all of a sudden they go from scoring 13 to 24, which is about their season average. But when you look at these defenses, both giving up 32 a game to their opponents, uh, which is bottom 25 in the whole country. Um, and if they both give up 32 here, that's 64. And we've got an over under of 55. You know, that's that's a daddy cash. So we like the over here with some bad defenses. And if the turnovers continue, then we have short fields and quick scores. It's all good, and it all leads to points. So um, we're going over here, staying away from the line, because we're not really sure who these teams are. They've had strange scores and strange outcomes, but we know they're bad at defense, and they know they have the potential to score, um, and that's an over. Big Cat, take us through the final picks here for Week 11, our Maction podcast. Well, you know, I think we, we've been, we've been, you know, really going, um, with, with however many games there are, plus a nice little sweetener pick. I think when you look at it, um, really feeling, going back to that Ohio game, I think we're really feeling that Ohio game. Um, we think there's going to be a lot of points there. So that's probably your bonus pick. Well, you have to give me the rest of the picks so that we know what to put. <laughs> you want me to read them off to you? I do. All right. Akron plus seven. Um, Ball State plus 11.5, NIU money line, Ohio minus 1.5, the Bobcats over, over in Kent State, Bowling Green, and Buffalo, depending on, as Ann said, um, take it um, take it wherever, wherever you can get it. Zans, anything extra you want to throw in there? You know, six games, three each night is is just incredible. You know, we always give you the weather. 
it's the same. It's in the 40s and 50s, sprinkled in with a little bit of meth and depression that you get in the Midwest, and it's just always the same. Maybe a drizzle here or there, but uh, nothing of, of consequence. You know, week two, we've got seven picks now. We made five last week. We've got seven this week. I think I think we're going to go five and two and just cement ourselves as, as really the best pickers this podcast has ever seen. There's no question. I mean, I've been dying to do a Sunbelt podcast, um, but I just – haven't had the time, so I have to ask you both honestly here uh, as we wrap up. How do you watch all these games? Are you like phone, TV, iPad, computer? How do you watch all these games, guys? I mean, you're you're typically starting at the phone. You're getting the iPad out. You know, your kids want to watch um, some cartoons before bed, and they got to go to the other room. Zans. Um, I force my kids to go to bed before these games start because it's way more important than they are. Uh, I'm going ESPN plus on the phone and then I'm just browsing straight channels on, on the TV. And sometimes one comes up and it, it looks like there's a Bruder film because it's grainy and they can't afford good cameras, but football's on TV and it's the middle of the week and I'm a happy man. Yeah, this is the week that we got to break out um, CBS Sports Network. They're covering two of the games because ESPN's only covering one each on each of the networks. So if you don't have that, time to subscribe. Really? Yep. Okay. All right, gentlemen, I hate to do this to you, but I, I did it for the last election. Midterms are tomorrow. I've got a couple odds here. Uh, let's see what you think real quick. Here we go. Ready? We have a Republican House, Republican Senate, odds are minus 300. Republican House, Democratic Senate, that's plus 275. Democratic House, Republican Senate, plus 5,000. And Democratic House, Democratic Senate, plus 1,000. Odds to win the U.S. House, Republicans are minus 1,600. Democrats are 800 plus. And those are the only odds that I have here that you can bet on. Anything that you think is worth taking there, gentlemen? I mean, yeah, the odds, the odds are looking heavy ed, um, in this one. I think, you know, obviously, as you kind of talked about, the Senate and the House, really, really heavy red. Um, you know, really, the election you're looking at is the Arizona 2022 um, Senate election. You've got Mark Kelly and Blake Masters. That's pretty much near a pick em. Um So it'll be interesting to see um, what kind of movement they can make at the polls tomorrow. Zans? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Republicans are going to take the House. That's inevitable. That's what happens in the midterm of a new presidency. That's just what what happens. I mean, the Senate's a little trickier. I think we can all agree that no matter what happens, We've all lost by watching these Yahoo's debates. Oh. I'm getting texts from Florida, like pro DeSantis text. I haven't lived there, Goose, in 19 years, but they tracked me down. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy the robocalls will end. I don't want to see it on TV anymore because at the end of the day, it's just a distraction for my gambling and nobody needs that. I, I don't doubt that. I will say, I think if you're going to look for any value, Republican House, Democratic Senate, is the best way to go plus 275 everything else there's no shot and and like you said big cat they're, they're going to need some serious help in this in this midterm so not to go down the rabbit hole but if you're looking for value i think that's where it at it's worth 100 to go for 275 on that uh any final thoughts uh big cat or zans uh heading into the final week of uh week i'm sorry not the final week but the final thoughts of week 11 
Yeah, I know it might surprise listeners, but that was actually an imitation of Fermi. He was never actually on this call. I want to clarify <laughs> that respectful. <laughs> um, in case and, you didn't know. And no. Uh, <laughs> in case, I know a lot, of, a lot of our listeners might have thought that it sounded like exactly like voice activated. But, um, you know, <clears throat> the guy right now, I'm sure he's being a great parent, um, really, you know, just being responsible. Um, and that's, you know, the irresponsibility is where we come in. So miss you, big guy, and know that you're watching with us tomorrow. Uh, Zans, any final thoughts or shade that you want to throw towards Fermi? Uh, no, my ankles feel fine. I don't need to really step on his any more than they already have been. But, <laughs> you know, when I'm looking at Saturday's games, it, it you know, Alabama Old Miss had potential until Alabama lost. This is like a kind of a, an off week. There are really nothing exciting happening in the top 25. Certainly nothing with big implications for the playoff positioning unless something really crazy happens, which it's bound to. So, you know, I might look ahead and see what's shaking next week. But, um, you know, it's a good time to gamble. If you're not interested in like a top 10 matchup, you got to find those ugly games and make your money. That's what we're here for. So we're going to get uh, Mr. Fermi back on the phone for real this time on Thursday so that he and I can do our Leans, Looks, and Lines podcast, getting ready for this Saturday for our coffee and quick picks. We're going to keep hammering these matching picks. We're going to keep hammering the old Sun Belt and the, uh, the Mountain West Conference. A lot of great games left. Getting ready for our big Thanksgiving special. College basketball up and running. The conference championships and our bowl series. All of it's coming here in the next four weeks on the Anonymous, Cam- Anonymous Gamblers podcast. So for the big cat, for Mr. Zans, I am Dr. Goose, and I want to thank you guys for joining us on NCAA Week 11 Maction Way.